Hello and welcome to Associated, the podcast making venture capital more accessible. I'm Lois. I am self-isolated at the moment, but over Zoom, I'm joined by Francesca tonight. Hi, Lois. Hello, how are you? Excited for season two. And have you been working from home today? Yes, I have. Yeah, like like everyone, it seems to be. And it's it's quite an experience, isn't it? Um, but I'm very excited to welcome season two, episode one's guest this evening, which is Bethany Greer, who is an associate. Is that right, Bethany? That is correct. Great. At Bethnal Green Ventures. And how are you finding isolation? Um, it's just the beginning for me. So maybe ask me in a few weeks and, um, and we'll see. But um, yeah, I think I think as good as anyone else. Yeah. And, and before we started to start recording, we were actually talking about how um, all the colloquialisms that we're used to in, in day-to-day jargon has transformed quite suddenly. So, um, for example, everyone's sort of, instead of the weather, we're, we're talking about coronavirus and the latest updates. Have you noticed anything else? Um, I don't know. I think it's just bringing out sort of like how we don't quite realize how much we need to be around people until it's sort of at certain point taken away. So um, I'll, be, I'll be sort of interested to, to see how... And teams can kind of still come together and um, find different ways of working and connecting. Um, it'll be sort of interesting to see how that pans out. For sure. Um, very interesting, but we're just at the start. So lots going to happen, a lot to learn, because I don't think this has any really ever happened in our lifetime. So we yeah. shall see. We shall see. But um, onwards to all about you and Beth Morgan Ventures. Sure. Uh, so we are an early stage VC and we invest in companies which can have the same commercial traction as an early stage VC would expect, but at the same time, Galen positively impact the lives of millions. Um, so we don't see there being a trade-off between the two, uh, but we see that um, great big commercial opportunities also can be phenomenal social and environmental opportunities as well. And we invest at idea stage through our program and then also at pre-seed and seed. Awesome. And um, I think we, when we last caught up, Bethany, you spoke about how um, kind of have themes. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So under tech for good, there's obviously a lot that can fall under that umbrella. So we kind of think about it um, in terms of outcomes. So healthier lives is one outcome, a more sustainable planet and a fairer society. And um, our portfolio ventures all sit under those outcomes. Some kind of cover a couple, of course, but um, we always make sure that uh, that the founder's vision is also to that that same outcome. And then in terms of business models, we are pretty agnostic. Most of our portfolio is software, but we do, of course, have um, some hardware. But uh, being that it's tech for good, we wouldn't invest in consumer goods. So that's that's our main focus. And, and you said you invest in almost ideation stage and then seed stage do you have two different funds for that or is it all under one fund 
Well, we have two funds because we have one more proper structured fund. And then we, um, on an annual basis, raise a SEIS EIS fund from individual investors. Um, And that's really interesting because we really engage and involve angel investors into tech for good. And it's a perfect opportunity for those who are maybe a little bit wary or aren't confident enough in kind of meeting and identifying um, individual investment opportunities, but they still want to be involved in um, investing in tech for good. So they come to us and then some of will go on and, and invest into portfolio companies that they feel particularly passionate about. But but it does kind of make for an interesting investor base. Um, and then, yeah, so we invest at IdeaStage through the program and we do 20 tickets a year. So into two different cohorts, 10 per cohort. Um, and then the pre-seed and seed into uh, portfolio companies. Awesome. And what do you mean by cohort exactly? So for the program, it's a three-month program, we do a call for ideas and select companies, 10 companies from those who apply and then intake them all at the same time. So it's one group going through the program together and that happens twice a year. And it's, yeah, three months between beginning and end uh, of the program. Super cool. And and for our listeners who are not familiar with SEIS and EIS, would you be able to just fill in the, the gaps a little bit of, of what that actually means? So SEIS, EIS is um, a tax relief for angel investors investing into early stage companies in the UK. Um, and basically a company within the first 150,000 uh, SEIS that they have. So up until that point, um, individual investors get a 50% tax relief on their investment. So it's really, really incentivizing for the investors because it deeply reduces the risk, uh, but then also is a huge benefit to those companies who essentially just need that cash flow um, and that investment early on. And then EIS, uh, you know, it's a much bigger um, bucket and allocation and the relief is, um, I think it's 30%. have to double check on that. But, um, but EIS is also a, a great um, relief and, and some funds also have that bandwidth. Uh, I guess the unique bit is not every fund is able to uh, be an SEIS fund um, because it is an angel ticket size, an angel upside. Uh, so it's really, really great. And I think that it provides a nice flow <laughs> Uh, into those early companies. And you were talking about um, the cohorts. Is there a certain theme that you do for each cohort of of the 10 companies you pick, or is it all just falling into one of those buckets you were talking about? Sure. So for a call for ideas, we'll normally go into it with a few themes that we're interested in seeing. So um, whether that may be climate migration or um, if we're really particularly interested in um, sustainability at that time or or whatever it may be, we'll sort of put out feelers and intensively try and resource companies who are doing something in under that theme. But in general, we'll always kind of look to do 
fairly even amounts amongst those three outcomes. So we would like to have a balance of health, environment, and fair society. Um, But that being said, we'll always just pick the best companies that we see. Um, And we also do look at within a cohort Um, the gender balance and also um, skills, expertise, backgrounds, because we think that, you know, one of the benefits of having one another and going through that together is just sort of the peer-to-peer bit. So we think just as much as a diverse team provides better results, that a diverse cohort has that same um, kind of outcome. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Having diversity of thought within a cohort of people who are going to go through something together is, is interesting. Um, Bethany, I wanted to ask you, is there a theme that you're particularly focused on at the moment? So at the moment, I think um, we've definitely been focusing on the um, more sustainable planet, um, just being that there's sort of a lot in to uncover there and um, also not seeing a huge amount of early stage capital um, for those kinds of companies. Uh, I think that that bit's really tough. Certainly in the UK, the last few years, there's been a bit of an uptake in digital health companies, it seems. Um, So we've got quite a bit of those in the portfolio. So it's nice to kind of branch out and and look more into what's going on in terms of um, environmental impact. And on the fair society, but we're also quite interested still in future of work stuff, um, but kind of would like to see a variety of different business models. And we still, we think that there's still a lot to uncover there. Oh, good. Because future of work, obviously very topical with all of the remote working going on <laughs> um, yeah, right now definitely. and over the next few weeks. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was going to say, are you, you know, in context of this um the situation perhaps uh, the next theme might be having sort of solutions to tackle current situation but also economy and the consequences of individuals um following you know the, the worst of it because it seems especially in you know the entertainment sector you know a lot of people are being made redundant even now um yeah. so yeah interesting thing maybe uh Bethnal, yeah. Uh, Green Ventures will be doing something uh, along those lines to support those people. Yeah, I mean, we for sure have a couple in the portfolio who look at frontline workers, look at hospitality industry particularly, um, because that's obviously a, a, a very vulnerable group of individuals when it comes to economic downturns. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a huge need opportunity there. Um, so, yeah, would be would be really interested to see kind of how companies come out of this uh and how this kind of sparks invention i mean as a silver lining i i I don't know but um will be interesting for sure definitely and um as we kind of discussed already you've got sort of two funds what are the requirements to join the um ideation program so at that point, it's uh, definitely a mixture of stages because some, for example, come and apply and they've already piloted uh, an early product and want the program to use the money to work towards a goal that they've already identified, as opposed to some who have this phenomenal idea and perhaps like their experience speaks tenfold and they haven't really started on anything or much of anything they've just kind of got some early recognition or um kind of validation that 
yes, there is a need for whatever they're looking to build. So it, it really is a range. And I think we're, we're quite intentional about that because we don't want to, you know, we are the early, the earliest money, um, in almost every case. I mean, some have raised friends and family, but pretty typically we're the first money coming in. So, um, you know, we, we want to be there early and that's exactly what the program is for. Um, because it is specific, but broad enough that, companies at various stages could get, if they get the most out of it, move very, very quickly and are able to accomplish a lot in those, uh, in those three months. So uh, we require them to have validated to a certain degree, uh, and, and to show that, you know, this is also a deep, deep mission that they feel like they can't continue their life without trying to fulfill, for example. And, um, just to sort of question you on on because it's so broad and basically it falls into a number of categories there it's all slightly different stages apart from where they only raised a small amount of capital um but there's different business models different stages what sort of things um can you consistently give value to each of those businesses um given the diversity of their stages their business etc etc Sure. So the program is split up um, into sprints, um, looking at different um, key topics being um, service design, product design, um, financial modeling, operational modeling, these kinds of things. We typically find that there's a deep need for support around finance, building, uh, setting out operations, and raising investment, obviously, when it comes to that. Um, So those are all key points that are pretty much needed around the board. In terms of business model, uh, you know, adapting for for each, because as you said, um, you know, dealing with software SaaS versus if someone's building kind of a a bit of a deeper hardware, it it varies a lot. Um, But we have mentors and we've do one-to-one kind of multiple times a week um, with those teams to make sure that they're on track um, and, you know, have hours with them to, to make sure that it's tailored to them and that they're getting that specific support. Um, and I think it is also one of those things where it is a program and the teams who get the most out of it are the ones who put the most in and they're typically the most vocal in those sessions. They're the ones who try and take the initiative in um, really being specific about going into, you know, they get briefed before the sessions beforehand. So what does that mean to the way that they engage during the session and the way that they follow up with it after? Um, and we typically find that those teams are the ones who, at least in, in the early stages, are able to get the most out of it and, and move the quickest throughout. Um, Bethany, I know from when we've spoken before that you're really passionate about augmenting that support and making sure it's as effective as it can be for the companies that come through Bethel Green Ventures programs. And I just, I wonder to what extent was that a driving factor in you applying to the role? Sure. Yeah, I think it's interesting because the program, it's a, it's a very different VC experience, right? Because having a program there and and being with the team so closely at 
just the very early stages of, of getting together. And, you know, a lot of them have left a full-time job just very recently. And a lot of them have, you know, this is a huge shift in their personal life and, and everything. And I think seeing them through that, it, there's a certain um, camaraderie and closeness that you get with those founders. Um, and then to kind of see them move throughout the portfolio and getting to just have that relationship, I think is quite unique and quite special. So that was one of the driving factors of why I wanted to apply. And also, of course, kind of the the mission behind, you know, this was started with the idea that there just wasn't capital for Tech for Good Ventures um, in the ecosystem, but they provide just this phenomenal commercial, social, environmental opportunity. So I think there's so much more growth that needs to happen. And I wanted to kind of be a part of that because I do think that there's now much more of a shift uh, within the VC uh, community towards um, mission-focused, purpose-driven founders and companies. And yeah, I just I just think BGV walks the walk when it comes to that. So uh, that's why yeah. I want to join. I know what you're saying. And I guess that having a part in building a legacy is a really cool thing to be a part of. Bethel Green Ventures is, you know, obviously not that old as a fund. It's still relatively new. So while you can join something that's built up a bit of a reputation for as you say, walking the walk and being one of the first to do that in the industry, you can also then be part of shaping the next phase. For sure. Yeah. I think, I think that legacy is definitely really interesting um, to, to sort of think about. And I think part of what makes BGB unique is sort of all of us who work within it. And um, many of us do not come from a traditional uh, VC background or even financial services. So it's a um, an interesting dynamic, but I think that it does provide that um, kind of all around support for those early stage companies when, you know, the needs are just so beyond the, the tick the boxes of like, of the financial model and the operational model. I mean, so much of it is personal and, and guiding them through like, how are you becoming a leader? How are you hiring? And, 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 and all these kinds of things that um, are just so important, but um, not always the first thing um, on a VC mind. Mm, yeah, although, as you say, I do think that we're seeing a bit of a shift and many more people now in the industry do care about that kind of stuff. Um, Francesca, I wonder if it might be a good time to bring in question time because it feels like we're in that kind of space. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Well, thank you, firstly, for everyone that submitted their questions. Um, and we've chosen Ash. So well done, Ash. And Ash has two questions for you, Bethany. Um, the first one is... Bethany has had quite an unconventional route into VC. I suppose he's done a bit of LinkedIn stalking. <laughs> <laughs> um, what has been the most challenging part of the role? And then following that, what did you do to make your application stand out when you applied to BGV? Sure. So the most challenging thing, I think, for me... Well, there's a, there's a few things. I guess if you're looking at it from a practical perspective, um, you know, there's the biggest learning curve, I suppose, was around the legal processing of investments. Um, that was all new for me. Um, not to say it's, it's rocket science, but it, it definitely is something that, you know, is 
unique if you hadn't had any experience in investing beforehand. So that's from a practical perspective. Um, And then I guess the other thing is being so close to the portfolio, you do end up spending a lot of time with them and it's hard not to want to try and be everything to to everyone. And I mean, the chances uh, at early stage VC is that, you know, only about four or 5% will be successful. And um, it can be really hard to see some of the ones that that you love and that you've gotten close to not quite make it or struggles and um, not see them succeed. Uh, Mm. So that's that's one of the harder things. Quick for you, answer the second question. is as with the the legals um do you use any resources to get you up to speed on it or was it more about just doing I think doing for sure um I mean there's definitely been times where in the first bits where it was like a lot of reading googling like just understanding all the terms um but you know I'm very very lucky to have a a great manager who you know runs through everything with me always and and I never sort of question bringing up something that I'm not quite sure of and it is one of those things where there's so many caveats um and every deal is going to be a little bit different so um it's just always about kind of asking the question uh, so, sooner rather than later, right? Because especially if you're then kind of in the driver's seat, you want to make sure that you fully understand uh, everything that, that you're doing. Mm, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, how did you stand out yes. with your application? So, um, so one of the things that I did was, um, you know, every interview process is different, but normally what you, you get a case study at, at some point. Um, so I had a case study where I had to sort of pitch a, a, a company. Um, and then following that up, um, I sent them, this was after the interview because I think follow-up is actually one of the most important parts as with any team fundraising. It's also during interview processing, follow-up is one of the biggest parts. But um, I sent through about, four or five companies that I had found that I envisioned as being um, potential BGV portfolio companies for the various stages. So idea stage, pre-seed and seed stage. Um, And I pitched them as if I was reaching out and pitching um, to to other investors or, or that kind of thing. And I think it just, you know, that's part of the job once I got into the role. And so, yeah, I think that there's just a certain bit to take the initiative and kind of show the practicalities of how you would actually kind of think about sourcing um, should you have got get into the role. But then it also shows that you understand the, the fund's values and, and the companies that they look for. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that that's kind of beneficial. Yeah, that's, I love that follow-up for sure. That's, I mean, most people just say, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity. Mm. I look forward to hearing back from you, but actually like, like cementing the fact how good you were in the interview by even more information is so good. Would you mind sharing how, how you came across those businesses? 
um, that you put forward and be one of them that you that you mentioned <laughs> that you quite liked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so the one that I sort of was um, really fond of and uh, particularly coming from my background in fashion um, was this really, really cool um, sustainable fashion company and basically kind of um, they – create jeans which require no sort of um excess material and it's a, a software that they can license out so um jeans can be made without waste and tailored specifically to someone's um body and based out of san francisco and hong kong and i've been yeah sort of following them for a while still um you know they're still going quite strong and uh so so that was one of them um because I think it's important, especially if you don't have a uh, typical background or they can't quite connect the dots and you have to do it a bit for them, um, just to stay true as well to like what you're excited about because you'll never be in a VC interview and they're asking you about companies that you're excited about and you'll be able to fake it. Like, yeah, yeah, really so true. You have, to, <laughs> have to like, if you're, if you're saying because they're envisioning like, well, how would you sort of pitch this IIC or, you know, that kind of thing, because presentation skills and, and owning your opinion and um, your view is super important. So, um, yeah, I wanted to make sure that that was um, clear. But in, in terms of like how I sourced them, I think um, I knew that I wanted to move into VC for quite a while. So I was going to lots of events and I was trying to meet lots of people um, and lots of entrepreneurs and uh, and that kind of thing so yeah it's, it's really just getting out there and sort of trying to connect as much as you can yeah totally agree with you on that um we're almost out of time but I think there's one thing that we haven't touched on yet that we really ought to before we close out um mm -hmm. our questioner Ash touched on it as well when they mentioned your unconventional background um can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing before fashion and maybe about a career path that you almost pursued yeah, so alternative career path. Uh, I spent my life playing really competitive sports and got super into rugby in high school um, in the town that I grew up in in Canada. Rugby was sort of the, the big sport. Um, and so got into that from early age, played all throughout university and then kind of had a, a chance to maybe sort of pursue that full time um, for, for cannabis, but, um, a few concussions later and, uh, you sort of rethink things. You've only got one brain, which, um, maybe should have told my <laughs> 16 year old self, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was also one of the things that I think has made me so driven and so methodical and, and also have to be in a really supportive team environment. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that there's a certain thing which all, um, competitive athletes have, um, which does definitely come into play in, in VC. In, in my perspective um but yeah so still play for fun but sadly no no full-time <laughs> that is that's so cool, cool. <laughs> 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 we're like amazing wow um and final question from me is are you hiring at the moment mm. So we are not hiring at the moment, but I do believe we'll be looking for an intern soon. Um, we've got we've got one at the moment, uh, and we try and keep it small um, for the most part. But uh, I do believe in the next 
um, few months. Hopefully, we'll all be back in the office in person. Yes. Uh, by, by then. Um, but yeah, so maybe have a look back in summertime. Okay, great. And you gave that good tip for the follow up message yeah, after the interview. So, yeah. <laughs> people will know now what to yeah. do. That like also if you're a startup and you're wanting to apply for the program, um, that that will also be opening in uh, middle of summer as well. So if you're considering um, quitting your job and starting a company, that um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> do it now amidst the amidst the crazy. <laughs> it's actually a really good point because people yeah. presumably have you know the commute time the lunch you know lunch breaks to build up their ideas so it's it's a good point and how do they apply so it's all online and the applications are now live no so they'll go live i think they'll go live towards the end of june okay great we're just about to intake um our latest batch awesome well thank you so much bethany no worries thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for listening to associated please do subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you're listening to us and it's really important and for all our updates on the latest guests and episodes you can find us on twitter at associated underscore pod and if you want to get in touch with questions you can email us we are at associatedpodcast at gmail.com bye